obviously way scarier for you, but I've never yeah. been on a Zoom that involved an earthquake before. Nah. Yeah, nah, you I, are confirmed the first guest of this podcast <laughs> that it has ever been mid-earthquake on the show. And hopefully the last. Brunch! Hit it, boys! video people you'll see our uh, our faces are wet because we just made the mistake of watching a norm mcdonald clip before recording the old cast and now we got f- shit all over our faces <laughs> from crying no way to uh psych yourself up for a podcast in which you're hoping to be funny <laughs> than by watching norm mcdonald and realizing that boy nothing you ever do will ever be funnier than the least funny moment of that guy's life yeah but what i like about norm we're paying tribute to the late Norm Macdonald, I guess, second week in a row. Norm is like, for for weirdos like us, Norm Macdonald is hope. Because he would go on Conan, say something that Conan was like playing the like angry person who didn't get the joke. Like Conan appreciated. The like, straight man. This is hilarious. Yeah. But Norm was very much the like, I care more about the joke than I care about you. So like, if you don't find this funny whatever it's joke time baby <laughs> so like that's that that's that's like a win for all the the weirdos who will throw shit out there that people will be like well that was fucking weird and it's like yeah well so is norm mcdonald so score we're, we're as funny as norm mcdonald is basically uh what i'm saying uh we have to do your StubHub story yeah, I've been, uh, boy, that Sitting has on this really one. dominated the last week of my life. We hadn't done phone calls in a minute, and that was a saga. On That, that was like... That, I, we I had to update you calls. via phone yeah. call. Uh, so if anybody follows me on Twitter, you saw on Friday into Saturday, I, I waged war against StubHub. Because StubHub waged war against me to begin with. I bought tickets last week to a Leon Bridges concert. And uh, come to find out, somebody was trying to scam me on on, on StubHub. So I bought them uh, like probably on Tuesday. And then I went to go check my tickets on Thursday night before the show on Friday. I log into my account. It says the tickets have been delivered, but I can't access them. So call StubHub trying to figure out what's going on. It takes me an hour and a half to get in connection with somebody at StubHub. They say, uh, I finally get on the phone, tell them my, my problem. They're like, all right, we'll uh, we'll contact Ticketmaster because like the tickets are still going through Ticketmaster. We'll contact Ticketmaster. We'll force them to, uh, to like reinitiate the transfer. So I wake up on Friday morning. Uh, I check my phone. It says, hey, your tickets have been delivered. And this was at 5 a.m. And then I see a a follow-up email that says, your tickets have been canceled at 5.30 a.m. So it's clear to me at this point that uh, I'm being scammed. That, like, whoever is selling these tickets is denying the, the, like, the tickets from actually going through and they're pulling them back and keeping them for themselves. So... I'm pissed off because I was planning to have a full day in Portland. The show was in Portland. I was planning on having a full day in Portland, two hours away, but I needed to resolve this ticket issue uh, before I left because I wasn't going to drive two hours and then not get to go to the concert. Right. I called up StubHub at 8.30 in the morning. I don't think think that I got on the phone 
with StubHub until close to 1 p.m. It was like four and a half hours. Yeah. Uh, four and a half hours until I actually got on the phone with someone at StubHub, explained the situation. They were like, yeah, you're, you're definitely being scammed. There's some funny business going on. We, uh, let's see what we can do. We'll try to like get you comparable tickets or something like that. Um, so four and a half hours later, the woman on the phone was nice enough. And I told the woman on the phone, I was like, listen, I'm, I'm, and anybody who knows me, I knows that I'm non-confrontational. I don't like arguing, which is funny because we're going to talk to a guy later in this episode about like how everybody loves to argue yeah. and it's, uh, we'll talk to Dan Clark later. But so the issue I, I was I was making it clear that I did not I hate being nasty to customer service people because they're just trying they to do their do job the thing. Right. right and like this is not this woman's fault but I'm I'm pissed off already that it's one o'clock and I want it to be in Portland by this time I'm on the phone for four and a half hours listening to the same goddamn hold music StubHub needs to at least mix in a, a different song what song was it it's not like a real song it's just a shitty hold music and I, I I'll tell you. Companies got to do less with hold music because I don't think that they're considering that like the person who's listening to this is listening to it on like a shitty iPhone yes. speaker. There is like people they're just trying to like throwing bells, they're trying to throw in like all these fancy things, and it's just ripping my ears apart. So four and a half hours of that shitty hold music. Get on the phone with this lady. Um, she's trying to help me, but she's also like StubHub's not doing her any favors. So. What ended up happening was she was like, okay, we can um, we can find you some comparable tickets, but you're going to have to pay the price that's listed on the website. And it was more money on the website. Uh, it was like, I paid like $75 for the tickets. The tickets on the website um, were 100 at this point. So I would have had to pay 50 extra dollars for two tickets. And I was like... There's absolutely no chance that's happening at this point. I've been on the phone for upwards of five hours now. It's not my fault that somebody via your platform scammed me and there was nothing that you could do about it, apparently. I'm not giving you more money. Uh, And she was like, "Uh, there's nothing that we can really do. And I was like, I certainly don't believe that. There is a million percent. StubHub can absolutely cover a $50 difference. Yes. Don't tell me that there's nothing that you can do. Um, so like I had to, she put me on hold a couple times so that she could talk to her manager and get it approved or whatever. She comes back probably about, this is probably like 25 minutes later. She comes back. She's like, okay, great news. I've convinced my manager that, um, or my manager has finally agreed to cover the difference. StubHub will, uh, like give you a $50 credit or whatever. And, so she puts me back on hold, then comes back like 10 minutes later and is like, ah, I have some really bad news because I initially canceled the, um, the, the order and like gave you a full refund in cash value. There's no way to go back in the system and like, and, and sort of like undo that and then cover the cost through StubHub. So really your only course of action here is to buy the more expensive ones and like, there's nothing I can do from here. I'm very, very sorry. This is sort of like a user error on my end. And I was like, well, if it's user error on your end and you want me to go buy the more expensive tickets, why can't you just give me like a coupon code to shave off $50? Exactly. Why can't you give me a you $50 credit? Right. Give me a $50 credit. All I'm asking for at this point is to break even so I can move on with my day. 
go to the, the to Portland a couple hours later than I expected. Go to the show. I'll be fine. Whatever. She's like, I'm sorry. There's absolutely nothing we can do. I was like, I don't believe that. I don't believe it. Put me in. T- I want to talk to your manager. Like, I hate being, I hate pulling that move. I want to talk to your manager because I know that she's the one telling you that you can- there's nothing they can do. Talk to the manager. Manager is awful. Awful. Just like totally. This woman before before her was so friendly, so nice. Um, and uh, I talked to the manager. The manager's like, nope, nothing I can do. Take it or leave it. And I was like, well, I'm letting you know that I'm going to go uh, pay more money at a different website because I want to go to the concert still and I'm not going to give you more money. I'm not going to give StubHub more money. Like six hours deep, there's, it's clear that, there's, that you have no regard for like your own clientele's happiness or whatever. So I, I hung up. I ended up buying tickets from... From TickPick, yeah, which TickPick slid in, swooping in on Twitter, yeah. TickPick saw that I had tweeted, so I had tweeted during the six-hour saga that I uh, was furious with StubHub because not only had I been on the phone for with uh, on hold for four and a half hours, I had also DM'd them on Thursday night. So this was the previous night. I had DM'd them. They sent me an automated response back. I I gave them all the information that that they had requested to look into my issue. No response. No response on uh, on Friday morning for like that entire six hours. So getting no help via online or on the phone. TickPick slides into my complaint about StubHub and they're like, hey, I'm sorry that you're going through this. Would love it if you could give us a shot next time because we're a ticket company. We show you all the, uh, all the fees up front. So like you, what you see is what you're paying. And I was like, thank you, TickPick. I appreciate the response. You've responded to me before StubHub has. That's got to count for something. So listen, I'll go with you uh, next time around. I get off the phone with StubHub, immediately go to TickPick, spend the exact same amount of money as I would have for the increased price on StubHub, get my tickets immediately, no issue, go to Portland, go to Leon Bridges. It's a fantastic time. But like StubHub straight up the worst customer service service experience i've ever had in my life the the important part you left out the 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 biggest part of the story yeah so as soon as i hang up with StubHub and i buy the tickets on TickPick, uh the in my dms after i had uh from the thursday night message the thursday night message hey can i get some help here while i was on hold on friday running out of patience i sent a couple more dms literally just like three question marks then another dm can i get some help here and that was it. Uh, got off the phone with StubHub around like 1.30 p.m., 2 p.m., whatever it was. Five minutes after I get off the phone, StubHub DMs me back and is like, hey, uh, sorry for the delay here. We've got like we're short on customer service people, which I sure, I'm sure they are. Definitely. Like I'm sure that StubHub took a big hit during the pandemic because nobody was going to shows and stuff. But at the same time, there's ways around customer service to keep people off the phone for fucking six hours Mm -hmm. and to like at least show the slightest bit of hey sorry for inconveniencing you um so i wasn't i wasn't gonna like play into the fucking we're short on people yeah i'm sure you are but fuck off uh they send me a dm they're like hey sorry for the wait the inconvenience blah, blah blah we see that this issue has been handled over the phone 
but we'd like to make it good for you. We'd like to give you, uh, we, we've already given you the refund. We're also going to give you 100% of, of like your original purchase in StubHub credit. So I got the money back and StubHub credit for the, uh, the original price that I had paid. But the fact that they did that five minutes after I got off the phone with them, and they went to Twitter and saw like everything that had happened, and they weren't willing to give me a $50 credit on the phone, then immediately turned around and gave me a $200 credit yes. on Twitter, tells me and everybody else exactly what they need to know, is that they're only doing that to save face because like absolutely here's somebody with a blue check mark, here's somebody with like over 100,000 Twitter followers, putting them on blast. It is absolutely like... They would not have done that. No, and you didn't want to take it to Twitter. I hate, I hate being a uh, a brand complainer right. or like a business complainer. And I was like, dude, Twitter is not the better business to, bureau. Right, that's not true. I'm sure. I was gonna say nobody likes to do that, but you have to to get results. A lot of people like to do that. Yeah, definitely. But legitimately, you are going to get results that way. So again, it is. It was literally up- the worst customer service experience of my entire life, and like. I had no other option. Like I, yeah. I wanted it to be resolved as soon as possible, and I thought that doing that would have gotten somebody to DM me quicker. Yeah, and I wouldn't have to spend more time on the phone. But I mean, it just it goes to show you that they don't treat everybody the same, and no. there's no way. Which is why, like, when you are complaining about it and like trying to figure out what to do, it's like, dude, like there is one way to get it done. It's to use that blue check mark of yours. And say what the hell is going on, and then they're going to see that you have a lot of Twitter followers, and they won't want to let you down. And they're going to want you to tweet like, "Oh, it's all reserved, like it's all resolved. Thank you, like Ticketmaster, or uh, stuff." Up. The issue is they'd already done the. This is how we treat people when yes. we don't know that maybe they could say something mean about us on Twitter. Right. So that was they like already a- essentially told me to fuck off, and they told me to fuck off. After six hours of my time. Yeah. So that's a double whammy. Uh, and yeah, I, I'm I'm still pissed. And the fact that uh, I sent out that tweet complaining about it also was enlightening because it, it showed me that this was not like a bad day for StubHub. Mm-hmm. It was not a, an isolated experience because there were like floods oh, yeah. of horrible experiences. Um, but like a lot of them were saying, a lot of the responses were like, StubHub used to be good. And this was, I, I should say, this was like the first really, really negative uh, experience that I've ever had with StubHub where like it couldn't have been resolved quickly. There was one time uh, like, a, like a handful of years ago where I, I got Bruins tickets and I went to the game and somebody had already scanned the tickets. Ooh. But I just assumed that that was like, that's not StubHub's fault. The person probably printed out their tickets, yeah. sold them, and then like made sure to beat me there to the arena. Like whatever, that shit happens in the in the secondhand ticket market. Whatever. Uh, this was my first bad experience with StubHub, but it was so bad that I I don't I I genuinely don't believe that I'm going to use that two hundred dollars in StubHub credit because I just don't ever want to go through them. Like God forbid I use the two hundred dollars in credit. And I get scammed again, and I have to get somebody on the phone. I'm not going to waste six hours of my life. So that's where I haven't thought of anything yet, but that's where if you really want to stick it to StubHub, you've got to think of a way to use that credit to harm them (laughs) or to help a competitor such as TickPick. 
I believe you're going to be hearing some tick pick uh, tick pick at some point on this podcast. Tick pick, I'm a huge fan of. Not only because they got they don't follow a lot of. I look when you they tweeted at you, and I was like, I don't know who tick pick is, and I clicked on the thing, and they followed me, and like they they don't follow a lot of people. I think they were kind of like waiting for this moment. Yeah, they they DM me today this morning, and they were like, Hey, I don't want to like. I, I don't know. I, I don't want to like reveal their DMs, but they basically like DM'd me and they were like, hey, this weekend was great. Thank you so much. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, like awesome. they were appreciative that I kind of uh, I think gave them some some publicity. But I, 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 I responded. I was like, no, thank you. You kind of fucking saved my life. Yeah, you guys and, were nice. And like if I had one bad experience with your company, I might have like burned it to the ground because I was in such a fragile state <laughs> after what StubHub did to me. So I appreciate you for running your business better than StubHub. Yeah, let us know how we can use that StubHub credit to stick it to StubHub because we don't have ideas yet. And like, really, one of the biggest reason, reasons that I sent out the tweet it was twofold. I wanted some help, and two, kind of wanted to like at least provide a, like a cautionary flair to be like, hey, if you can go through another company and not have to 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 have to deal with the customer service that is clearly shit at this company right now, yeah. do it. Yeah. Um. So we're, yeah, that's the stuff. Up, so. We're gonna we're gonna figure out what to to do with with that credit. We also uh, we got big things coming on the Patreon. Specifically, next week we're gonna start sprinkling something in. I don't want to give it. We'll, we'll maybe reveal it early next week. It's a million dollar idea. It's, it's a very good. It's a very great idea. Right? No offense to you. Yeah, you have a lot of ideas on the text chain that I'm like. Yeah, this could work. This is a good idea. It's been a long time since you sent over a text that like it was a real home run. Yeah, that that like caused me to immediately text back in all caps, being like, "Fuck yeah, let's do it." Yeah, let's do it. So this was this is I, this is a great idea that I can't believe that I never thought of. I know. I I did, I was surprised. I hadn't thought of it. I was surprised somebody else hadn't thought of it yet. So we're gonna start doing it. I don't know how often on Fridays because it does take a little bit of work, but. It's going to be like a grand awesome thing. So watch out for that. That'll come next Friday. We could have done it this Friday, but I don't want to just like throw it together really quickly. Yeah, I agree. And I, I did get a second opinion on whether this was a good idea. Not really. Oh, I, I didn't not, ask not, around. Not really because I needed a second yeah. opinion. It was just because I was excited about the idea and I wanted to share it. So I told Ellen, and this was on the heels of me telling Ellen your previous idea which was shared to me over the weekend. I think we can probably yeah, te- like want to tease that, that one. That was like a it's C plus a, idea. A specific movie that's coming up and what we're going to do for that movie. The one that oh, you are oh, not... Oh, I already tweeted that. Did you? Okay. Yes, I already tweeted that. Okay. Oh, yeah. The listener's been knowing about this. Yeah, we're going to do Beer Evan Hansen. Yeah. We're going to smoke some beers. And uh, that won't be a Friday episode, though. No, right? it'll that'll be, that'll be ne- a... next week, right? Because right. Dear Evan Hansen's coming out this week. Right. So next week will be Beer Evan Hansen. So that's going to be a big week for the podcast because... Next week will be Beer Evan Hansen, and then the Friday will be the first one of these uh, million-dollar good idea. So uh, patreon.com slash listen to brunch. Get in there. This Friday will be the uh, – what's the movie that everyone wants to see? Malignant. Malignant. Yeah. We're going to see that movie. I, I Apparently, it's crazy. Yeah. There's like a big twist or something, and um, there was specifically requested that we do that for, uh, for a, a review. So um, I also want to see – cop shop or free guy at some point this week so yeah you gotta see 
free guy. So maybe it'll be a, a double feature Patreon review this week on Friday. But um, I had told, oh, I don't want to see malignant. I'm reading this thing. Oh yeah. my god! So like my idea for a double feature was basically to save you from having to see that movie because I knew that you probably wouldn't want to see it. Oh and, my god! Yeah, we, this seems like something that would horrify me. Right. So I. But like, you you should start seeing those movies because it'd be good for content. Um, or or we could do the, the double feature where we both explain. Yeah, one something to each involving other. *Malignant* will happen Friday. Yeah. But the point is, the the Friday after, and sign up for Patreon now so you can get all of these things. But next Friday, if all goes according to plan, which it should, uh, we will do the first one of this uh, million dollar great idea that honestly is like a. This is a podcast type thing. It sounds like something that like a big podcast network would have this show on it. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. If you were told me like, oh, this has been on The Ringer for like four years and it's like the number three podcast in the world. I'd believe it. I'd yeah. be like, yeah, and I somehow missed out <laughs> because I'm dumb and I don't follow anything on the internet. Um, so $5 to join the Patreon, get the bonus episodes every single week. Uh patreon.com slash listen to brunch so i i had uh, i had originally told ellen the beer evan hansen idea i was like tj's got a great idea yeah. i'm very excited about it beer evan hansen and she's like so you guys are just gonna get drunk and review dear evan hansen i was like yeah drink beer it's an awesome idea it's been a while evan since hansen. we've done a drunk yeah. episode maybe since like wine actually and that was one of our best episodes ever so i'm excited about this idea especially because dj has strong feelings on dear evan hansen um do so- i yeah, you. I think that you generally have like an aversion to Dear Evan Hansen, or at least like Ben Platt's relationship with Dear Evan Hansen. Well, the, the, I just somebody was telling me that like that Ben Platt was like a bad guy or something, or that like he was uh, he was like the a silver spoon. Yes, like, exactly. His dad was like a big Broadway guy or whatever. Yeah, which like that doesn't like scare me away from Ben Platt. Who cares? I know nothing about it, so I'm excited. But I don't. Yeah, I don't have the. I don't have a big relationship with uh, okay. with Dear Evan Hansen, but, uh, but we'll see. So basically, I I said this idea. Ellen was like, "This is not a spectacular idea." And then, like, I was like, "DJ has another big idea." And she's like, "Is this one better than Beer Evan Hansen?" And I was like, "Yes." Oh, and told with all due respect, please, Ellen. Beer Evan Hansen is a good idea. Yeah, like uh, that. That is not a. Like, it's it's uh, very much a Casey Musgraves idea, where like you come up with the the name and then yes, build. and then work your way backwards. <laughs> yes, yes, right. That's how I came up with it. I saw. Oh, I really? At, yes, I was at the movies. There was a trailer for Dear Evan Hansen, and I was like, "Beer Evan Hansen." Did oh. you Did you share your Casey Musgraves theory on the podcast yet? Uh, possibly. I don't think we talked about that album, did we? No. But it's not a theory. It's just a thousand percent correct. Her most recent album, she just. They came up with song titles and then worked backwards. Worked backwards, yeah. and they just ended up with a lot of songs with kind of like camera roll, corny choruses. Camera roll is like the best song on that album, though. But like, it's absolutely it's like oh, I should do a song called Camera Roll. Yeah, I like Camera Roll. Uh, they, yeah, I, that, that that album's not very good. It's it no, it's it's pretty forgettable. Um, disappointing, I, I would say. Uh, but yeah, confirm that Ellen was like, okay, that's an actually great idea. So. Yeah, well, what the fuck? What do I like? I, I, I welcome not to, not like you, Ellen, but like the world. What what do I? All of my ideas have to be incredible. Nobody has good ideas. No, no, nobody. nobody has good ideas, especially now. So if I have a good idea, it shouldn't be like, well, is this one actually a great idea? Like, if if an idea I, any human being <laughs> has these days is a great idea, 
there shouldn't be like this expectation. Oh, like it better be great. Like who the fuck do any of us think we are? When was the last time anybody had a good idea? I think it's less of a slight against you and more of a slight against me being excited over like this pretty border baseline idea and getting super excited about it. Okay, I got you. I was going to say, because that is inadvertently like billing me up to be like, what am I, like Paul McCartney? Like everything I do has to be fucking incredible. That's not the life I lead. Uh, Speaking of fucking incredible... Uh, have you ever used away suitcases? Kind of. What does that mean? Oh, yeah, that's right, because I got the away suitcase like yeah. years ago and you didn't. Sorry yeah, about that. They sent. Uh, I used my away suitcase this past I weekend. I had one, but somebody I stole else it from you. It. Yes, yes, that's, that's right. That's the correct answer. Uh, I used an away suitcase this weekend. I went to, um, I went to Newport slash Bristol, Rhode Island. Figured out that I was a big Rhode Island guy. It'd been a while since I'd been to Newport. Packed, uh, packed all my luggage in an Away suitcase. Had a great weekend. Uh, Away is a modern lifestyle brand that creates thoughtful products for every traveler and every kind of trip. They started with the perfect suitcase, crafted it with features that make you travel more, make your travel experience more seamless. And uh, you know they got the charging kit inside the uh, inside the suitcase. They got all these like extra pockets. You can keep your toiletries away from your oh, clothes. Yeah. They even have. Um, I think one of my sneaky favorite part of my uh, away suitcase is that there's like a little zipper to separate the dirty. From to, the, yes. They have like the, the little dirty most bag thing. thing. In most important thing in uh, luggage. Yeah, especially say. when you're coming back from a trip and you don't want to uh, cross contaminate your dirty clothes with the clothes that went unworn. Uh, you just throw them in that in that like dirty laundry bag. You don't have to fold them. You just throw it right back in the suitcase. I'm telling you, I'm I'm not kidding. Away suitcases rock. They are uh, probably the only suitcase that I will ever use for the rest of my life because I absolutely love them. All of Away's suitcases are designed to last a lifetime. They have durable exteriors that can withstand uh, the roughest of trips. You know how TSA can be. I don't. Even, it's probably not TSA. It's whatever baggage handlers. They can be quite rough. I don't know if you've oh, ever. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever looked out of the the window of an airplane and watched uh, oh, the baggage they just being loaded. Whip that! With oh stuff. boy, it's uh, it's Tom Brady season down there on the tarmac. Um, it's TSA approved. They got uh, they got built in locks on some of their suitcases. They've got 360 degree spinner wheels, which means that there's no uh, no hiccups. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Let's, they got sprees. They got sprees on the on the luggage. No uh, one else is doing that. There's also 100 day trials for everything Away makes, so you can uh, you can order them, test them out, see if they're to your liking, and if for some reason you aren't satisfied, which you definitely will be. You can return them. So, to start your 100-day trial and shop the entire Away lineup of travel essentials, including their best-selling suitcases, at awaytravel.com slash brunch. That's awaytravel.com slash brunch. Awaytravel.com slash brunch. While we're plugging stuff, uh, Vineyard Night's Candles, I was told that you don't just say... Hey, buy Vineyard Nights candles for like three days and then figure, well, anyone who's going to buy them will buy them in the first three days. Got to keep promoting them. So that's on me. If you have not <laughs> yet got Vineyard Nights candles and are considering getting them, they make a great any. They're good for fall. You know that there's three different kinds. So if you think, oh, well, this one might, uh, is it more of a summer thing? Like, no, it's more of a Vineyard Nights thing. Remember, Vineyard Nights was supposed to come out, or at least I wanted to come out in summer. It ended up coming out in October, so we're not even at the one-year anniversary. This was a this was a 
fall EP. Get yourself some Vineyard Nights candles. Everybody has had great things to say about them, including a person who had FedEx like damage their candles. So they really only got like two candles. Yeah. They're still like, they're well, like whatever. These, these bang. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So I've I've got mine. I've used some of mine and can confirm big those, fan. Those things burn well. So it's on Velabox. Go to Velabox.com. You'll see it right there under uh under collaborations, Vineyard Nights. Get them. We appreciate it. Have you considered a follow up to Vineyard Nights? Like a follow up, what to Vineyard? Like a follow up, like follow up music EP, like yeah, I've got Newport Days. So no, <laughs> no, no, no. I did have an idea shortly after Vineyard Night, but I think it was before Vineyard Nights came out. Actually, I had an idea of like making us like one song, like six different ways, and it was about every sport. <laughs> so like the chorus was be like kick it to the back of the net for soccer. Like that for football, it would be like I don't know whatever whatever fits those syllables for hockey. Like skate it to the whatever, and it would just be so clear that like this was another song that like the words were changed to. Because I always find it so fascinating. It's inspired by the fact that when you hear a song recorded in another language, they have to like match up all these things and like fit in these syllables, and like it doesn't necessarily make sense. And but they're like, look. The original song fucked us. Yeah. <laughs> we got to get these in there. So I consider doing something like that, but no. Um, I've got some other tunes that um, I, I'm, I'm in no rush to do anything with, but maybe at some point something else will come. But uh, you can help fund that because people forget I am not on any sort of record label. You can help fund more music by getting Vineyard Nights candles on Velabox. If enough people get the candles, yeah. you can start your own record label. There is, I will tell you, there is one song. It's like probably like like a year old now. Just fucking bangs. No one's ever heard it. Like, like three of my friends have heard it. Agree. It's a fucking insane song. It's fantastic. Why haven't I, haven't I heard anything it? With it. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll, I'll play for you one day, but it is... Uh, it's like a, I never say that I like anything that I do with That's anything. That's very true. Even but with like, Vineyard Nights, you're like, like, I don't I know about this. this song <laughs> is fucking like I, I think that like Vineyard Nights one is awesome. I think I've gr- I've grown to like Vineyard Nights two and Vineyard Nights three. I like that like you a fun silly thing. I do like that you had to like grow to like your own music after it was released yeah. usually it's like the opposite. You love something, that's why you put it out, and then like a year or two down the road, you're like, ah. Oh. Uh, yeah. Why did I do this? John this is... Mayer had a post about that. Um, really? He posted, uh, it's like the 50th anniversary of Room for Squares. And um, he said, like, I would have never written. He was like, there's a song on this album called Your Body is a Wonderland that I heard a few years after it came out and was like, wow, yikes, John. And I'm so glad that I was young enough and wasn't as in my head that I was in a space that I would write, record, and put out a song called Your Body is a Wonderland because that's such a sappy, corny song. Yeah. But it's a great song. It's a great song. And th- there is very much a thing, and again, I'm not comparing myself to like the actual professionals here, but like there is absolutely a thing where like your brain doesn't let you do certain things because it thinks that this is too corny or like me, like I, I like there's certain types of music that I really love and think is like brilliant music. So if I do something that is a lot more simple than that, 
it's like, oh well, the are you dumbing yourself down? Right, yeah. exactly. So, and I think I mean, like, not being a musician or anybody who has done anything musically creative in my entire life, I imagine that like in the process of making a song, you're listening to it over and over and over again, and you're questioning every little part, and like, oh yeah, at that point, you kind of just like, I would imagine that you have to give yourself some space from from a song yeah for a little bit and then go back to it and be like was i sort of in my head because i'm spending so much time with it oh yeah yeah yeah, definitely like you'll you'll come up with something you'll work on it and at least with me like i never actually finish writing the song i'll like come up with like a verse in a chorus verse in a chorus or like i'll come up with one or two parts of a song and i'll just like this is the the exact thing you're not supposed to do. I will like quote unquote produce the shit out of it. So I'll like come up with, all right, this is what the this is what the melody will be. This is what the drums will be. This is what the bass will be. The guitar, the piano, whatever it'll be. And I'll just like come up with all of the parts, but I won't actually like finish like the the song. So I'll be like, so instead of like, coming so instead up of with coming like up with a concept words, of an like yeah. a, of, of like a here's what this is going to be, I'll spend like you two come hours up on with a baseline. A, well, you, or something. Here's what this part is going to be. I'll fill in around it exactly, and then it, you just end up hating it for that reason because then you've like heard these parts over and over again, and you've tweaked all these parts, and like the, then this other part doesn't even have fucking words, and now you're <laughs> like, well, it's been four months, and I haven't thought of words here for this and by then you've fallen in and out of love with it a million times so it can be it can be maddening like the best or the the easiest way it doesn't happen often is like when you just come up with it and you get it all down and you finish it in like a day vineyard nights three is a very simple song but i literally wrote that in a car ride from like it was like a 40 minute car ride i had like i was doing voice memos on my phone just like okay like these this is what the lyrics will be this is what this will be like it was very simple but like because i was able to do that quickly i was actually able to move forward with that song and then come up with some other parts Mm -hmm. it's when yeah you get too latched on to like a specific thing yeah on a a song that makes sense so uh, buy vineyard night's candles (laughs) uh it's velabox.com slash vineyard nights we have got a juicy it's Monday and people are pissed. Uh, there was a tweet over the weekend. I saw it getting quote tweeted left and right. It was by a fellow named Dan Clark at Dan Clark Sports, blue check mark and all. And the tweet was, I have always charged 50 to to $100 per podcast guest appearance as I spend at least an hour prepping, followed by a 25 to 30 minute discussion. And I also promote the appearance both pre and post recording to help grow their following. This was one of three tweets. This was part of a thread. He then told the story of somebody asked me to come on their podcast and I explained this to them and they told me to fuck off. Like, how, how nasty is that or something? That was his thing. But, Nobody saw the other parts of the tweet because they saw the first tweet that says, I charge $50 to $100 per podcast guest appearance. And everybody quote tweeted that and like dunked on him, said this, like, uh, don't be like this guy. And I, I don't know about you, I, I don't, not, to, not to name generalize, but I could have seen a Twitter handle that was Dan Clark Sports 100 times in my life and I would probably forget it because... I know a lot of people with like sports at the end of their handle or mm-hmm. 
named Dan or whatever. Like this, I, I was like, this this could be the most famous sports writer in the world, or this could be somebody I've never heard of. All I know is they are absolutely getting dragged. Yeah, and it's it's one of those tweets too that that's like it's easy to look at and be like, mm, yeah, I can understand why why people are dragging it because it is it's an uncommon practice. Totally, it's an uncommon practice. But like me and you had a discussion off uh off the record yeah and we were like that this there's really no reason why this guy should be getting dragged right now outside of it being an uncommon practice and i don't think that that's enough of like a hey this is a bad tweet or a bad idea we had the discussion that like this is a completely fine thing to do i mean I have said no to a lot of podcasts and radio podcasts and radio appearances that if they had paid, I reckon I probably would have said okay to. Yeah, like even Jenner, like fifty bucks, right? Yeah, like just I mean, it's a dumb thing, and maybe like we can analyze this some other day. But it's just different if you're getting paid for it, and especially in our field, if somebody pays you to do something in our stupid field, like you just automatically say yes because there's still like the part of you that doesn't totally get how we get paid to do that type of stuff. So like if it's 50 bucks, hundred bucks, whatever is like, if someone's like, Hey, can you do a podcast? Um, if I don't know the person, I'm more likely to say yes. So we had that conversation of like, there's nothing like bad that this guy's doing. So, uh, more importantly, it was very funny, the idea of like, okay, let's pay this guy to be on our podcast then. Because <laughs> yeah. everybody hates this person for some reason, even though like we didn't know. We'll, we'll ask him, like, is there has he done something bad that has everybody being so mean to him? But yeah, the I, idea of everybody saying, we hate this guy when he didn't really do anything bad, <laughs> and us saying... How much? <laughs> right. Yeah. Name your price. Yeah. I. Uh, so there was like two two reasons why I, why I absolutely wanted to have him on. One because I think it would be funny if we like I wanted to give him money. Yes, we wanted to pay him. We we offered. He politely declined the money, but said that he would come on. Which what a twist. Yeah. Um. I wanted to pay him money because I thought it would be funny to do so in the aftermath of that tweet. But I also wanted to have like a legitimate discussion about like where he's coming from because it's not a preposterous idea to charge for your time. So let's bring in Dan Clark at Dan Clark Sports. Dan, I believe we are the first podcast you have done since tweeting about your podcast game. Yeah, it's um, all a bit of a bit of a crazy overreaction, to be honest. I think that um, I can't put that thought out on Twitter because. You know what the culture's like when they want someone cancelled. So, um, look, I have my views on it. Um, it's nothing new. It's been something I've done, been doing for oh, probably nine years now, eight years. Um, I would only ever charge for someone who would ask me to come on their show to cover a topic that I'm not usually familiar with. So um, to give you some background, I've usually focused on the Orioles and things happening in the AL East. Um, and as things grew over the years, some people would say, hey, can you come on and talk, come on and talk about the Padres or can you come on and talk about the Cardinals or whatever it may be? So usually that would require me to go away, um, do some research as to how the team's been going, you know, bring some good stats, some good stories, things like that, maybe get some quotes from some players if I can, um, bring those type of things onto the show. 
um, and then help them promote that to those fan bases. So it's usually at least a couple of hours work um, and I would always just charge a fee for service. So if it's, and that's providing that they're making an income from it as well. You know, if it was a, I think someone said a story about, oh, would you charge a kid? Of course not. You know, if it's a young kid you're trying to start out in the business you know, who doesn't make a cent from it, there's, obviously I wouldn't, either I wouldn't accept it if I didn't have the time or um, I wouldn't charge him. So I found it quite a, an amusing overreaction, but that's how the world works. But kids don't know how the business works. So that actually, Correct. it might make more sense to charge a kid because right. if you ask it, if you ask they get me, a reality check. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they'll be, they'll be all they'll like acting like they're hot shit with their friends. Hey, I got Dan on my podcast and it only cost me 300 bucks. And they find out like, damn, he generally charges a hundred dollars. So something to consider uh, going forward. But Man, like, I, you you just explained the whole thing, and Pete and I were discussing. Like, are are we missing something? Like, is this? Have you done something else? Are you like a bad guy that we don't know about? This was the this was the first time I'd ever heard of you. This tweet, the tweet was: I've always charged fifty to hundred dollars per podcast guest appearance, as I spend at least an hour prepping, followed by twenty five to thirty minute discussion, and I also promote the appearance both pre and post recording to help grow their following. Bam, all of 1800 it, quote tweets. All of it was quote tweeted with like, get fucked. And like, this, like, don't be this man and all this stuff. And I was like, all right, well, this guy must have done something else. And we were talking about it. And we were like, we think all he said was like, I charged to go on podcasts and people have the option to say, say no. hey, okay, no, thank you. <laughs> yeah, it is bizarre. Look, I mean, I've always, um, and you may have seen some recently, I, Stir the pot with Astros fans around the cheating and um, ripping they the cheated. socks. <laughs> yeah, they cheated. Exactly. Both of those teams cheated. <laughs> yeah. You didn't do it. Okay. Um, again, yeah, I think I would rip into Padres fans because they've choked and collapsed. And again, they've choked and collapsed. So look, that's just, I think um, being an Australian, and this isn't a dig at Americans, but we have very different um, cultures in the sense of um, like pop culture and all that's very, very similar music, sports, that type of stuff. But our lifestyle and our laid-back larrikin. I don't know if you'd have that term in America, but um, our very laid-back um, culture where I guess we take the piss out of things. Like, um, is that a term? In yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, Once upon yeah, a time it was, not anymore. I, I yeah. love that term. So. But you know what I mean? Like we, we kind of joke things off and um, we love to have a bit of banter and, and that. And, yeah, you know, when I'm – covering Australian sports, uh, Australian rules football and cricket and things like that, um, people kind of see the humour because that's the audience who's reading it. Sometimes in America they probably don't see the sarcasm or the the banter in it and sometimes you get some overreactions. So uh, it's I find it quite amusing. Yeah, I, I so I wanted to have you on and, and like we said that we wanted to have you on and we, we weren't, weren't joking and a lot of people were like, yeah, let's have him on to roast him and shit like that. I think there's legitimately a discussion to be had because yeah. I don't think it's it. So it doesn't happen all that often. And and I don't hear about people charging for podcast appearances that often, but I don't, I also don't think that there's any reason why anybody shouldn't like, if that's how yeah. they want to run their, their business and like people charge money for a lot less than an hour of talking people yep. charge for cameos. I've seen people do cameo, for 30 seconds and put in very minimal effort and charge a couple hundred dollars. Can I say one thing, actually? I did read, because I've got a cameo. I had a cameo. I don't really use it much now. But I had a guy um, pay 50 bucks once 
just for a, a shout out to his friend who has um, just got a, uh, called up to some college basketball tournament. So I'm like, okay, cool, whatever. So I did that. This same guy, you should have seen what he was writing two days ago around how the hell can he charge 50 bucks for a podcast appearance? I'm like, dude, you literally paid me 50 bucks for a, a six minute chat on Cameo. Like, it's, it is bizarre. <laughs> it's the inconsistency can be really quite amusing. We paid, um, I think we paid $400, 500 uh, You know who uh, Brad Garrett is? No. Oh, damn. He is, uh, he plays Robert on a show called Everybody Loves Raymond. It was created oh, by Ray Romano and Phil. The big doofy guy. We paid him $400. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> but like, it, that was our want. That was his right. charge. Yep. And. I don't know, man, like not to get I don't want to get all soapboxy about how horrible people are to each other on Twitter. But like the thing that we're discussing with you and the thing that drew so much ire with you was legitimately a completely inoffensive thing. Like, I understand if you if you like threw something out there or you made fun of a player and maybe you said something inadvertently that you didn't mean. And it's like, okay, you just got to wear that. You fucked up. This was just like legitimately. Hey, this is. This is how I handle going on podcasts. Yeah, and you you didn't say like, "Hey, everybody should be charging fifty to a hundred dollars." Like those, I, I often get mad at those tweets that like people in the business telling other people how. Yeah, don't like, do they, shit for free. Don't right, like, like here's the playbook you should be following, and like yeah. you said, what you do, and you also shared an anecdote of like somebody telling you to fuck off. <laughs> after exactly. after they didn't want to pay your fee, which in that scenario, that person doing the podcast is the bad guy here. Yeah, it, I mean, I've you know over the years I've had, I think, you know, you experience a lot of tweets. Sometimes that go viral, and um, certainly sometimes things have been misinterpreted as they do. You know, you may mean one thing and completely misread by someone else. Um, you know, I'm very inclusive in nature and you know never um say anything offensive in that sense and i've never had any of those type of cancel issues before so i do find it funny that you know the first time some people disagreed was a tweet around that (laughs) so um it's yeah fascinating i mean um it, it it is unequivocally funny the state that we caught you in though because when we reached out to you to do the podcast and i hope that you can have a laugh about it at this point so i tweeted you and i said hey any interest in coming on a podcast we are like we we're totally sincere and we do have the money and you dm'd me got an original joke (laughs) because i'm sure you were just getting i'm sure you were just getting all sorts of horrible shit that like when somebody amidst that says hey come on a podcast you're like oh my god like dude fuck yourself like i'm drowning yeah. over here yeah. yeah it was a bit like that and i think um when, when you came back said no no i'm, I'm legit i thought <laughs> oh shit i'm sorry yeah um and look I, i've got heaps lined up next week um and it's interesting how that works and I, there's been a lot of people who said hey i you know, would love to have you on um completely understand you know how, how you operate and that's that's really encouraging but um yeah, it was an interesting conversation you guys and I had. <laughs> and I mean, like, as somebody who's been sort of on that side of things where you're like the enemy or like the uh, the flavor of the day for people who want to dunk on people on Twitter, 
I'm sure it was exhausting at that point because that was yesterday. And and what was it? What when was the uh, the tweet sent? Like two days ago. Uh, it was. Is I think it, Sunday here. Yeah. So, oh, so, right. Yeah. So you're yeah. probably like on day two or three of like just checking your Twitter and just just incense o- like open relentless uh, like dunks. Open and, it. Yeah. yeah, it's like open it. Nope, still hasn't stopped. Close. <laughs> Well, dude, do you have the setting on? I've had the setting on for a long time, and I've missed tweets as a result, and I long ago decided I don't care if I miss tweets. It's healthy mm-hmm. for us. The fewer tweets we all see, the better. But for, I would say, a few years now, if you don't follow me, I'm not seeing it. Nope. Yeah, I can. Um, th- to be honest, my style of um, you know engagement with, with sport in general is talking with fans. You know, I'm a fan myself, like you guys as well. Mm. Um, you know, first and foremost, we love sport and I love engaging with anyone who I can. So if someone will send me a tweet around um, their opinions on something and if it's just something I really like, then I, you know, I always try to engage with them. So I haven't usually done that. Um, I did recently learn that you can protect your tweets. Tweet, so I did that for about uh, 24, 36 hours, which was bliss. Um, <laughs> but... Uh, no, nah, look, I, I usually try to engage with as many people as I can, but um, yeah, it's yeah, it was exhausting. <laughs> after uh, after all this, have you have you shifted on your stance at all? I mean, I know you're not charging us. Yes, you for this very nice yeah. of you. you pro are, bono. You will not take our money. Very nice of you. <laughs> yeah, and as I explained to you, you know, just to come on and have a chat, um, there's no work involved for me to go, you know, dig up some some data and dig up some some stats and quotes and things like that see where teams are in the standings. But um, predominantly, that's all it is, charging for your time. Um, and just to come on and have a chat with you guys, it's you know just a bit of fun and no real, real work involved. So why would I? Yeah, but, I mean, in terms of to answer your question, no, I haven't changed my stance and, and won't. Yeah, I mean, I think that's that's honourable. Like, there have been times where I've gotten shit on for a take and I'm like, am I, am I wrong here? Hmm. Am I missing something? Or has Twitter, dis- or has, like, Two or three people decided, okay, we're going to be mean to Pete. And then two or three more people see, okay, three people are being mean to Pete. This is now the correct opinion. This is now the right thing. Yeah. And like people, I think a lot of people fancy themselves, most people fancy themselves good people. So there's mm-hmm. this thing of like, it's okay for me to be mean to this person about their tweet because I disagree with it and I'm a good f- person. Therefore, this is a bad person. And it's exactly like, right. oh, I don't really like Twitter has given us a lot of like, incorrect viewpoints about like how we interact with each other but i mean that's that's or and that there's only one appropriate or right way to think about something like i think that that's a there's no like oh i could see why you would charge fifty dollars but i don't charge fifty dollars i'm more trying to do this and i really just like talking and some things like like, it is totally possible that you can charge fifty to a hundred dollars and be correct somebody else can charge zero dollars or even pay people to have them on podcasts, and it yeah. would be correct. Correct as well. Novel idea. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's the world we're living in. I think we've seen that with the pandemic. Um, you know, um, people have their opinions, and people want their voices heard, and people feel like they have a role or they're engaged in it somehow by firing off a tweet. You know, they feel like they're suddenly included in the conversation. Um, and that's fine. Everyone should have the right to, to be included. But again, with so many different views out there, um, who's to say what's right and wrong? Unless it's blatantly obvious, like the pandemic, and you should 
get yourself get, vaccinated yes. and all that type of shit. But anyway, Dude, yeah. when you when you started to go down that, I was like, oh, maybe this is gonna be the thing. Maybe he's like this like huge. <laughs> he was like, if he was Andy like, I mean, there's so many opinions out there, and I mean, if you're not doing your own research or so, like something like that, I've been like, oh, that's why he kept saying something about research. Oh do, no. Do you have a cousin in Trinidad with extra large testicles? Yeah. No, but I believe it was an Australian um, medical uh, health department who called her out on it the first time, and that was a tweet that went viral. So I'm glad we oh, we're, just, we're having an earthquake. Well, did you see anything shaking? What? Did you? No. Can you see? I heard a dog bark. There's you... dog bark. Shit. Hang on. Give yeah, absolutely. Seconds. Absolutely. Your go check. Camera's on stabilization game is dope. <laughs> yeah. Holy. No, I'm. Yeah, I see it now. Fuck. Yeah. Uh, are you okay? Fucking hell. Uh, just cover Indy, yeah? Fucking hell, that's the biggest one I've ever felt. Holy. Fucking hell. I'm in the middle of the fucking podcast right now. You wouldn't believe it. It's literally recording. It's still going. Okay. This is worth a hundred. We're, yeah, we're going to fire this back to you. We're going to... Holy smokes. Fuck. Whoa. <laughs> wow. Fucking hell. We're going to be able to send you back uh, video <laughs> of you reacting to an earthquake in real time. That was crazy. That's gonna be... still, it's Is still shaking okay? a little bit. Everything's okay. We've got a, um, a 13 week year old daughter. So oh. I just want to make sure that they're okay. They're yeah. fine. Yeah. Um, could you, could any, could you see anything shaking? Yeah. yeah. Once you got up, we saw like the. It got really camera. quite heavy then. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you guys wanted some good content. <laughs> right. So. Oh my god! You, you and hell. in your tweet to hype it up, you were like, "Who knows what will happen?" And <laughs> oh, I saw fucking, it. And I was like, "And I'm saying now, I'm not even kidding. Like, we don't get, you know, we're not like California. You know, yeah, we don't get many earthquakes, but that one's the biggest one I've ever felt. Whoa! And that was really significant. And we're um, we're in an apartment building, so we're on the top floor, so it's relatively high. And um, yeah, it's shit frightening. Was moving. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I feel hey, like there's I, some, well, there's something at work here. Yeah, that's that's like, so that's yeah. so like karmic that yeah. it's it's the universe telling us like who fucking cares that that someone that that we're that we go on this website and are all terrible to each other for yeah. I was gonna say like an hour a day, but realistically, like we all probably spend like eight to ten hours a day on there. Yeah. Th then there are real things such as <laughs> fucking earthquakes. <laughs> Oh, I'll man. tell you what, I literally, I don't know if you could hear me in the background, but I was just talking to my fiance. I'm like, I'm in the middle of a fucking podcast. It's literally live now. <laughs> yeah. I, I can't believe that happened. After spending yeah. three days talking about how you will not go on podcasts yeah. unless they charge the fee, you go on yeah. a podcast for free. And <laughs> yes. <laughs> and God is like, mm, shouldn't have done that. Yeah. <laughs> I'll send the voice. I'll send the voice over shortly. Yeah. So what? What? Oh. What truly ended up rocking your world? Really? Was it the tweet, or was it? I mean, that was literally the the room was shaking. That was a fucking yeah. earthquake. That's wild. I've. I mean, yeah. first time for everything. Obviously, way scarier for you. But I've never yeah. been on a Zoom that involved an earthquake before. Nah. Yeah, you are confirmed the first guest of this podcast that it has ever been mid earthquake on the show. And hopefully the last. They're not good. I mean, honestly, I was worried then what was going to happen. So, anyway, thankfully they're okay.
Holy smokes. Um, I'll, um, I'll find out what the magnitude was and I'll, uh, let everyone know when we uh, share this, share this. Please around. Well, th- well, then you'd have to do some research and then we might end up getting a right. fee. Yeah, true. Yeah, then true. We're on hundred bucks. <laughs> at one point, at one point when we were DMing, um, I sent you some information and you were just probably away from your computer for a little bit. And I was like, Ooh, he's not responding. Maybe I was probably sleeping. Maybe, maybe he still thinks that. Yeah. Yeah. Like there are yeah. a million reasons that like you wouldn't have responded. Yeah. But I was like, maybe he still thinks we're fucking with him. <laughs> so I just sent you one hundred dollars, just as like so, like you knew that we were that we were a game. Uh, I want to ask you, like, mm. if we had asked you to do preparation, if we were like, okay, we're going to charge you, or we're going to pay you, give you a hundred dollars. Like, we don't talk a lot of baseball. We do sometimes on our podcast. Our favorite thing yeah. in baseball is when someone's thinking too. It's a great feeling. They. They're, it's in the gap. They turn the corner. They're thinking too. It's a great moment. So we could have talked baseball with you, but if we were like, "Hey, we'd like to have you on. We really like uh, Mamma Mia, th- those movies." Like, would you have done the research to, if you haven't already seen the movies, like for the money? Would you have been like, "Okay, fine. Like, I will, I will play no. these idiots' game." No, look, I, you know, I would have politely declined. I would have been like, "Hey, it's not a good fit," and that's you know not uncommon. You know. If, if it's not a good fit, I know. Um, so there's a, f- a few years ago when the Astros got caught cheating and all that, I was very vocal about it and gained um, some trolls from and some haters in in Houston about that. Um, if some, I was invited at the time onto some podcasts over there in Houston, and I literally just said no. It's not a good fit. You're gonna. It's just gonna be a roasting session. It's not gonna benefit you guys. You might think it's funny for a bit. It's certainly not gonna benefit me. I'll probably say something I regret. So I just declined. Oh, dude, um, good on you. Yeah, yeah th- so. that's there's like a big th- that was a big thing around here for a while oh, in Boston. Where radio. Like gotcha radio. Yeah. And, yeah. and I always feel bad for like the the people that like don't necessarily know what they're signing up for, I guess. They write a column yeah. and they get like, a, hey, like we'd love to talk to I'm a producer for this show. We'd love to have you on on. And like, that's all fair. There are no lies told there. Yeah. But then inevitably yeah. within like five minutes, even if initially it was well intentioned. Yeah. The conversation just gets so nasty. And I know this because I've been on both sides of this. If you're the home team, if you're mm-hmm. the one in studio, you win no matter what. Oh, so yeah. if, if we were to go at you for, for your tweet, which, again, we agree with. But if we were like, we want to make it seem like this tweet's dumb. If you were yeah. making the points that in real life we actually agree with, just because we're the people that are like hosting it and putting it out then yep. it would it sounds to the listener like we're the smart ones and it should never well, say and, and, and if you decide like fuck this i'm out and you're like hang up this isn't worth my time then you seem soft then and it's you like, lose Ooh, they yeah. He avoided, he, yeah he avoided the, the, uh, the conversation and the other thing you keep in mind is if you're the host radio show podcast whatever it is it's your following you've built that loyal following that's so true. They're, they're only going to side with you because they've got that that loyalty there so you're right you're spot on it can only ever end one way if, if that, that occurs yeah dude i just gotta say you've you've got some like real good vibes about you that uh you don't seem to want because uh, you when you were just saying that you were like the hosts are gonna the hosts might think it's funny at the time but even then like maybe in a year or two three they'll realize like uh that was that that was mean yeah. and like yeah like who wants to gather around and be horrible to each other like that's what twitter is for so Man, I, I so much of that. Coming from. Uh, thanks, and and look, you know, you guys as well. Um, uh, there's so much of that in the world at the moment. You know, more than 
I, you know, you guys are probably the same age, similar age to me, um, more than I've ever experienced. So why contribute to that? Man. And you touched on it before. There's some actual serious shit going on in the world, like serious shit. So why get involved in little things? Oh, yeah, for sure. Like we, we've talked about that before where like, there could be something that like people are spending four hours on on Twitter that like is not an actual real. thing. It, it could be something as similar as like the idea of charging for podcasts. And yeah. I'll say to Pete, I'm like, man, that that I, I maybe I'll have an opinion on this. But this can't be my cause. Yeah, this uh, this yeah. cannot be like how my yeah. actual day is spent. Yeah, and like there, there's always the flavor of the day on Twitter, which is like the conversation that everybody's pissed about or everybody has like a strong opinion about. And there's yeah. there's also that tweet that like famous tweet that's like uh, every single day on Twitter there's a main character. The objective is to not be the main <laughs> character that day. You ended up being the main character for yeah. a day, but yeah, like I did. Yeah. But like, and there's probably some residuals carrying over from that. But in like a week's time, nobody's going to give a shit. So yeah. it's like, it's tough. Like, I appreciate you holding your ground and I appreciate you not moving off your stance because I don't think that you should. And, you know, everybody's going to have their fun for like a day or two and then they'll move on. Yeah. And that's pretty much what's happened. So it was a wild ride, though. It was definitely eye opening. So it did. And as you said before, um, it makes you think, oh, hang on. Am I missing something here? Is my view not no, correct? Um, but again, that- I don't think the full picture was told either. So um, hopefully by sharing this, it might be some people will have a bit more context. Yeah. And, and that's healthy too. I mean, like if, if you had put that out, you got all this back, this backlash. And like you reflected upon it, like, okay, like shit, like, did I miss the mark here? And yeah. if you did or you didn't, like there's there's nothing wrong with being like, oh shit, did I get that wrong? And actually, like I, I think people that don't check themselves pretty often are yeah. can be kind of hypocritical. So like yeah. there's nothing wrong with if you see like, oh shit, people don't like this, like shit, is it good or bad? But Ultimately, I mean, this was a there's also nothing wrong with pushback, but I feel like so so often on Twitter, the pushback is like, fuck this guy. This guy yeah. sucks, yeah. whatever. It's like, yeah. all right, well, if you disagree, like explain it to explain to me what I'm missing and why I'm wrong here. It's just like there's not enough active discussion as opposed to like, let's fucking dunk on this guy because everybody's yeah. doing it. Well, justify it. Yeah, you know, right. Like, I've justified my reason. You justify why I'm wrong. Instead of just dunking, as you said, like it's um, there's none of that. Well, very minimal of that. I saw, yeah. So this is the difference between you and me because you are clearly the nicest person on this podcast, and we try to be very nice people. But I feel like if this happened to me, I would like okay. melt down. <laughs> I would hate that. Like how I would hate how how awful people were to me. But then, like a week later, I would tweet. Just charge two thousand dollars for a podcast, motherfuckers. <laughs> just to like see what happens, like just to see everybody lose their minds. Have you considered so that? Would be, that? Hey, have you considered I, upping have, your rate? You're hot shit right now. Yeah, it could be funny. We, I, um, we get at least two retweets out of that tweet if you just blast I, I, that honestly, one I think I oh I don't think I know I considered something smart, like doubling down in the biggest way possible. I thought, nah, not today. Not today. <laughs> You should just be like, you're right, 500 bucks or no deal. 
Yeah, you, you yeah. should. Yeah, like quote tweet the first mean response and be like, "This will be the first and only response I will respond to for free. Three hundred dollars going forward. Just screenshot the engagement and be like, going rates going up. Yeah, just like post oh, I, just, I actually yeah. had a look at that the other day. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, you know, oh, the engagement. Oh yeah, the, it's just it was off the charts and. Um, yeah, you know, I've been lucky enough over time to have some stuff go viral, and um, usually people in agreement with it. Um, but this one was just crazy. You know, something like thirty million the reach, which is just huge for you know from my tweets anyway. Yeah, I uh, when you accepted the podcast uh, request and you said like, hey, just a heads up, people are being really nasty about this, and mm. they might. They're they might give you a hard time and like just don't get into this if uh, you're not okay with a little like bit of trolls or whatever. So that was when I was I was like there has to be more to this like this this guy he he must he must have tweeted something bad the day before or whatever and I saw that uh, I looked at my friends who followed you and I just asked one of them I was like hey uh, what's the story with with Dan Clark is there something that I don't know he's going to come on the podcast. I just want to make sure like his he like he, run over has a he harm somebody. <laughs> yeah. And their response was, oh, no idea. I just saw he had that awesome tweet and then followed him because it was <laughs> like entertaining as hell. <laughs> I was like, OK. And we're well, I mean, I, I, I think it was important for me to say that to you because, I mean, you probably would have gained some sort of indication from the tweet mm-hmm. um, as to the reaction and all that. But obviously, I'd seen more. Um, and I wanted to make sure you knew that, you know, I didn't want you guys to, to get any backlash or something like that. I think it was important to, to make you aware of that. Um, but, you know, you're certainly braver than I may have been in that position, so you <laughs> followed through with it. But it's No, it's been, it's been pretty good. I actually was surprised there's been no backlash at all. Listen, we had Darren Rovell on, and yeah. we had a, a, a discussion with him about, like, why the internet hates him all the time. So this yep. is just like a, this is a snapshot of the internet hating you. We had a guy on who just like, is, that's his persona, basically. Who has <laughs> built wealth off of <laughs> yeah, the internet right. hating Annoying you. people, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, and there's a lot of people out there like that. Yeah, and a lot of people out there who, I agree, probably deserve to be dunked on quite a lot. Um, yeah. It's just so, it, it's just perfectly fitting, though, that like, you seem like a very nice and thoughtful person. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> like what was the, the internet knew you the other day for like, don't be, don't tweet this. This is what's wrong. Blah, blah, blah. And like, I don't know if you've seen the, it, this is a very specific uh, thing, but if you've seen the sketch show, I think you should leave where uh, there's a thing where they're in a restaurant and there's like a talking um, like animatronic thing on the wall. And it's arguing with one of the customers and they're being horrible to each other. And the person comes out from behind the wall and apologizes. They have a conversation and it's like, oh, well, like, of course, like when everything's covered up and you're behind screens and everything, there's this pressure or expectation that like, I've got to get one over on you or like, I've got to show you why I'm more clever than you. And then once that's all taken away, it's just fucking people's voices and like an interaction. And I think generally most people are good and people have massively... Yeah, and I've seen this, you know, colleagues or friends or whatever it may be um, who have completely different views to me on how to 
we're in lockdown at the moment here and we've been in lockdown for nearly 300 days like it's fucking crazy here people are losing their minds the army's out on the street today like it's really bad and everyone's got different opinions but at the end of the day i think most of them are good good people so i'll use an example one of my friends works in construction and they've shut down construction completely um for a couple of weeks here because that's where the virus was spreading pretty badly um He's lost the plot, in my opinion, in terms of his views on um, on how the pandemic should have been um, uh, approached, on vaccination, on um, that risk versus reward. You know, more people could um, you know keep the vulnerable inside and safe. Younger people who might not be as vulnerable, let them live their lives. And I have a different view to him. I'm lucky enough to be working still and not really impacted. He's not working. So if you if I put myself in his mindset, he's obviously going to be thinking, well, I want to be working. Mm. I need an income to support my family and to achieve that we shouldn't have a lockdown. So again, you, you factor something someone's livelihood into it and they have a completely different view. Very good person, but someone might initially think, oh, what type of weird ass view have you got there? That selfish thinking of yourself ahead of others. But everyone's got their own circumstances, so I think that's really important to consider. Oh, of course, yeah. I mean, yeah. The, the the idea of having two options for everything mm. is yeah. even I mean, more than two, they, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. th- that seemed that seemed wild like before the internet, and yeah. now the internet has like really just like just locked things into like okay, there's no there's no shades of gray with absolutely anything and all it's really led to is just like more angry discourse and it's just ramped up how often people argue and yell at each other. like I, I, do you remember yeah. like like 20 years ago getting in an argument that was like a thing that was like an event yeah. like oh i got in an argument the other day it's like oh shit yeah. who'd you get an <laughs> argument with and now like it's like okay well i was arguing with so-and-so today and everything is an argument and i do like in a lot of ways i seriously do blame the internet and twitter absolutely it's the obvious cause social media yeah i mean it has completely erased any sort of gray area that exists in a lot of conversations and like with that in mind did you expect like any did you expect pushback when you tweeted that out or were you just no. like, I'm going to share a story about somebody that was an asshole was to me based off, of, based off of like a reasonable demand? Exactly right. I, if anything, I thought a few people might have commented, oh, why, what, what a jerk that guy was. Um, you know, the guy told me to fuck off, obviously, not myself. And um, <laughs> I was blown away. And it took hours. Like, no one really responded for a while. And I can't remember who it was first, like, um, you guys have, I think both of you have verified, you know, the little verified tab where you can kind of see um, oh, yeah. responses from people who are verified as opposed to everyone. It started filling up pretty quick. I'm like, oh dear, here we go. <laughs> yeah, that's usually the way that it goes. It's like it sits around for a little bit and then it gets in the hands of the wrong person and then yep. spirals from there. Did you, uh, did you hear back from the person who told you to fuck off? Did they like receive any sort of validation? No. <laughs> only no, I didn't. <laughs> only only because I'd blocked them straight away. Okay, nice. So it would have been interesting if they hadn't have been blocked. 
to see if there was a response. But I'm, actually, I might go have a look at the timeline just to see if there was a bit of gloating going on. Yeah, if they were like, aha, I told you. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> that, that, I mean, that that's the, that's the cousin of we got them to hang up, right? Yeah, like, exactly. oh, they yeah. blocked me. We got them to hang up. Therefore, we win. It's we like, win, oh. yeah. Uh, so insane. Well, Dan, could not thank you enough for coming on. Like, you're a fucking lovely dude. We're sorry that you had to go through that. And but, we're sorry that we like uh, built on top of it for a brief moment when you were like, yeah, good joke. <laughs> good joke, guys. That's yeah. something original. Yeah. yeah. And mainly, I mean, above all else, and we've, we wanted to say this the whole time, we're sorry that we kept you on a podcast for like 15 more minutes after there was an earthquake and like, <laughs> your family is like, <laughs> probably figuring out like what the hell is going on right now. Uh we appreciate the the commitment there, and if anything, like if we're to if you're to put together like a little reel or something for like what you're getting when you have Dan Clark on a podcast, dedication. That's what you're getting. Right? Yeah, yeah. Well, so look, I really enjoyed the chat, guys, and you know, you're both really cool dudes. And who knows, sometime we'll uh, we'll catch up again and talk. Obviously, you guys are hockey fans. Um, yeah. Actually, just before the pandemic, um, we caught a game. In Boston, I'm a massive Capitals fan. My fiance is a, a Bruins, um, massive Bruins fan. So um, I think we'll be back there soon. So if you guys are around the, the oh, hell yeah, um, absolutely, I'll catch up for a beer or something. So that was fitting that uh, he's like the nicest person in the world, <laughs> and like the the beginning just like broke my heart that we were like, okay, he starts to explain it, and he's like, well. I do research and I like and you just explain seemed like a little beaten down yeah, like that like, he had to keep explaining himself as to why he's charging for his time. But he's explaining something that makes total sense but because the fun thing to do that day and it, look if we're wrong on this if there's something we're missing you definitely let us know but like it just seemed like he was the popular person to be horrible to that day. Yeah, and I guess like I don't know like I mean I I the fact that it's an uncommon practice and the fact that um, I think a lot of people are interpreted as, be- as being like, my time is worth, worth this much money. Like, you you want to talk to me, you got to pay the fee or whatever. Like, I can understand, like, why that might ru- rub people the wrong way and why, like, some people would say, hey, I don't want to do this. No, thank you. But, like, th- the fact that the reason he sent that tweet out was because somebody told him to legitimately fuck off. Yeah is he's not the bad guy there and it's not an insane idea to think hey if i'm gonna do your podcast and like i'm gonna bring people in and promote it then like can you throw me some some money to do so like to take some time out of my day i don't think that that's absurd and if that doesn't work for you say no right yeah i mean again cameo exists like the fact that people would get mad about this take when cameo exists for like a, a minuscule amount of time and i don't know how many people how many of cameos you guys have watched very very little effort very minimal effort on a lot of them yeah extremely male just people just wanting to check for the lowest possible effort uh so the fact that people would get mad about that is wild yeah so shout out that guy i just loved his thing about like the the radio slash podcast thing of like having someone on to drag them and him being like doesn't benefit anybody like and realistically it doesn't benefit the the person who's like dragging somebody just for the sake of doing it he just lets I'm them like, kill yeah. like a half an hour yeah so shout out dan 
Shout out Dan, very nice guy who sat through a earthquake to talk to us. Hilarious. So much appreciated. Hilarious. Uh, I hope that we transitioned out of the earthquake thing appropriately. Because I was like, once we were, when it was like two minutes after and we were talking about something else, I'm like, there was just an earthquake. It was and... just like a traumatic event in this guy's life. Yeah. He's uh, a he's a trooper. Great guy. Um, the Emmys were this past weekend. I saw I saw a good amount of it. I don't think you, you didn't see any of it. I didn't see any of it. I was uh, in Newport. Yeah, I missed... Uh, Not to brag. No TVs there. Yeah. <laughs> no TVs in Newport. I actually wouldn't be surprised. They, they Newport is a lot of like old ass uh hotels and stuff right yeah but uh we we stayed in bristol we stayed in bristol and like we found a couple bars that uh were like had outdoor tvs tiki bar situation like crush the patriots game and like some college football outdoors and like 80 degree weather it was the best oh dude that reminds me we'll get to the emmys in a second i gotta tell you about uh my epl update so you know that I have officially kind of picked a team and have done so by purchasing a kit. Mm-hmm. I got me a Chelsea jersey. And if that sounds like lame, corporate, whatever, I did it solely because my friends that go to watch soccer like Chelsea. So whatever. Yeah. And yeah. their best, not their best player, but United States' best player, I suppose. Christian Pulisic is uh, American. So a lot of people like him. So I was like, okay, yeah, this feels right. This feels fine. It's really not a situation where you like you can't go for uh, like one of the big clubs because we're here, yeah. And the big clubs are the teams that are most accessible. Like they get the good time slots mm-hmm. on the weekends. They are the ones who are like actually shown on TV. They're the ones that are actually interested in watching as like an outsider. So like, there's no shame in picking one of the big clubs like Man U, Chelsea, Arsenal, Man City, Liverpool. Fuck Liverpool though. Um, so like fine club yeah and i like i mean really my so my friends that watch soccer um are chelsea fans i love the color royal blue i'm a big royal blue guy so their jerseys are great um i've had a good relationship with hyundai throughout my life like there's (laughs) just a lot of reasons why i like okay yeah i suppose i can do this but when i've gone to watch soccer with my friends they're all kitted up and Mm -hmm. they're all wearing their their Chelsea kits and I'm wearing like I remember one time I was wearing a Ween t-shirt and I felt very conflicted because I was like I'm an asshole because I'm dressed differently from everybody here but I'm also like the fucking coolest person here because I'm wearing a Ween shirt (laughs) but there have been other times where they're all wearing their kits and I'm just there wearing whatever and I feel like a real goofball so I got the kit and I intentionally Showed up a few minutes late. Like, the game started at 11.30. Everyone meets at, like, 11.15, something like that. I was like, all right, I'm get there. Like, Where'd you watch it? Um, in Massachusetts. Okay, cool. Is yeah. it, like, a soccer bar? Soccer bar. Okay, cool. Yeah. My, uh, my favorite Arsenal bar. bar. My favorite Arsenal bar closed down during the pandemic. So what was that? Lear. Lear, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so... Um, Gotta find a new. Gotta find a new spot. You could be a uh, Chelsea fan. No, I'm not. No, no, two places. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, no, like t- abandoning Arsenal at this point in my life. It's like, what are you kidding me? Why? I've, what are you? How 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 deep are you? Like six or seven years. Oh, okay. So that's real. 
Yeah. That's like I've seen some time. shit. Yeah, yeah, you put in time. So, uh anyway, whenever I show Wait, up first, um did you did you get cuz your big dilemma was do I get the the blue kit or do I get the yellow kit? Yeah, and I want the yellow kit. Look up their away jerseys this year. I'm probably going to get the yellow one at some point. You're going to get all of them cuz they change them every year and like I I am I would consider myself like a peripheral soccer fan. Yeah. But I'm a you get, you but get, I'm, I'm a Jersey fan, so and they it change it, every, and I change, and I get one every year. So I was talking to my friend, and he was saying he was like, "Yeah, you, you get it every year. They're so cheaper like, though." Okay, yeah, I mean, they're like, like seventy five bucks, eighty bucks, something like that. So mine was mine was one twenty. Maybe they knew that I was a noob. Oh, did you get a player on the back? That's right. So you, you, it's more money for the player on the back. So like okay. seventy five or eighty base, and then forty bucks for a player on the back. Yeah, I'm gonna get these. Did you get Pulis- Pulisic? One. Yeah. Okay. But they did not have. Uh, they didn't have the yellow one. Because they're not selling it until like September or something like that. Okay. Um, so I got the blue one, which is great. I mean, it's got the great it, material. Great. Yes, I was like, did I tell you I was feeling the various yeah. ones? You picked. You said you were going to pick your team before based. I pulled the trigger. Before I because I was like, look, I was at Dicks and they had like a bunch of different jerseys. And like before, I was like, okay, this is going to be it. I was like, just like feeling them. Which they're, they're replica jerseys, so that's no, no. reflection <laughs> no. at all on of like, the club. Yes, <laughs> it wouldn't be anyway. It's a reflection of the manufacturer, no, the no. outfitter. Like, oh please! Like, if the, the early two thousands, if you're a fan of like the Arizona Cardinals, I'd be like, you know, they charge their players for like hats to wear on the sideline. <laughs> like that's the that's the club you're supporting. So did they really do that? Oh yeah, they yeah no yeah way. like the, the Edron James I think signed there <laughs> and like. They're like, okay, and here's your like, here's your big contract minus your sweatshirt. And he's like, wait, what? That's like Moneyball when they charge them for uh for soda in the locker room. Yeah, shit like the, like the I believe it was the Cardinals because I think Edron James had like a, are you kidding me? Like, let's be adults here. Um, experience. So it's uh, like charging for a podcast appearance. That's right. I settled on uh, the, uh, I settled on the blue one, whatever. Uh, but. My excitement was going to be showing up, walking into the bar, all the the lads, and I'm so. I what what is the what, what's a more inclusive uh, term for lad for what's like a like a lads like group lads? No, but I'm saying like they would include like women and lads like, and lasses lasses yeah lassie okay so. <laughs> Imagine all the lads and lassies see me walk. Like I was envisioning, like the end. Lads and lassos. Lads and lassos. There you go. I was envisioning walking in there and it being like the end of a commercial for like psoriasis medication, <laughs> where like the person like, you like beat psoriasis, right, like, like in the beginning, like so, like they were having like a bad time, or like they were staying home or something, and then like at the end they walk in and like they're all kitted up and everyone's like oh and like they're like brushing the dirt i thought it was gonna be they like had a beer waiting for you and like they give it to you as you walk in yeah like holding up the jersey (laughs) like did they surprise me they got me the yellow one like it was gonna be this huge thing and it was like the the people that are usually there and only one of them was wearing uh kit they were just wearing street clothes really yeah (laughs) i felt like such a and then immediately i'm like fuck i'm gonna be the only person in this fucking bar wearing a fucking chelsea jersey God forbid some Chelsea people come over to me. I don't like, know. Start asking a, questions. A fucking yeah. thing. I know two things about Chelsea. 
I know that they. I know that their the materials great. Yeah, they got solid material. I know that Emily Kaplan is now hosting a Chelsea podcast, which I'm very really? excited to start listening to, so I can maybe learn a little bit more of it. I know <laughs> two players on them. I know they won the Champions League last year because I watched that, and I know that I've got a podcast that I can listen to okay. about it. But I felt like such a fucking dick, and Just I was a real. Knew I shouldn't have worn this. I was. I was the fucking shirt. (laughs) Of I wish I wasn't wearing this fucking shirt. It was. It wasn't awful. It was fine. But I like expectations versus reality. I was get. I really wanted that. Like this was like like, years in the making too. This was like you had uh, like a LeBron James the decision, mm -hmm. but it took like two or three years, and like nobody cared. Yeah. No. Then my friends. it, It got like a. Oh, like ooh, it's saw you got a jersey. I care. I'm glad because yeah. I've been just Finally like on board, yeah, just, just pick waiting. something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Your biological clock is <laughs> just pounding. Uh, so, uh, but, speaking of uh, soccer and ridiculous Twitter moments from the weekend. Oh yeah. How about the uh, the Men in Blazers tweet that people got fucking pissed about? So I didn't even know that was a Men in Blazers guy. I just, but that was another one. Like I looked at that tweet for like six minutes and I looked at the first couple of quote tweets I saw uh, where the, the, the guy was, the guy basically said, um, Jason Sudeikis has done like a ton for men's, for, for like the image of like men's football in america He's, like, he basically said like the he, women he, win all the time yeah. but like the men don't really do it but like few men have done anything for football in america i think he was basically saying like te- uh jason sudeikis and ted lasso has done more for uh for soccer in america than the u.s men's national team right has. than like any actual yeah. soccer player and the first few quote tweets i saw and i saw that he'd mentioned like men's national team women's national team I was like, this could be one of those Twitter moments where, like, all people need to see is he said men and women, and, like, people are... And, like, it's a kind of a crazy take he threw out there, and this will all equal, fuck this guy. And, like, the first few quote tweets I saw were, like, get fucked. And I was like, I rarely do, like, a, hey, everyone, chill out on Twitter tweet, because even... Because, because then, then you're throwing yourself right, into the because fire. because then you're part of <laughs> yeah. it, but I was like, he... There's nothing wrong with this, right? Like it, it, it's kind of a it's it's a it's an, it's an exaggeration. Take. Yeah, it's an yeah. exaggerated take. But like, I hope nobody's actually offended by this. Like the way that, or like, I I hope that this isn't actually hurtful. The way that like he's getting dragged by it for. But then most of the there were fewer get fucks than yeah. I think it was mostly people saw. reacting, being like you are just like blowing this out of the water <laughs> yeah. like nobody is going to which i i mean i don't i see where he's coming from like i think that ted lasso has opened hearts to soccer a little bit but it's not gonna like drive it across the goal line no like no. nobody is nobody's running to the uh to like to dick to, sporting to, goods to pick out the their chick fucking christian Pulisic Pulisic jersey. jersey yeah yeah so um yeah that was uh that was another funny Thing that that came from Twitter this weekend. Uh, Lasso cleaned up at the Emmys. I didn't see uh, Hannah Waddingham's speech because that wasn't on Twitter, but every all, all the other speeches were, so I was able to see those. Really? I, I, that was the only one that I... Did you send it to me? No. I saw... I, that was the only one that I saw on Twitter. Uh, I saw Brett Goldstein's. No, I saw... The only one that I saw from the Emmys was Hannah Waddingham. Oh, was it good? 
Yeah, she was so excited. I'm sure she was. She, she was is... so excited. And it was like very, very endearing. She seems like the best. She's and also like... she looked great. Yes, she is like the world's favorite person at this point, I would say. Every every person I know either has a crush on her or wants to be her. And yes. in the case of like us probably both yes. right like she's a definite crush yeah she's g- gorgeous got absolute pipes just got this like just tall as hell <laughs> oh yeah just like truly a larger than life person just out there are winning smiles and like winning smiles get their asses kicked by that by her smile <laughs> yes when she has a like a, a smile that'll obliterate you. It won't win. It will fucking like. It will be Man City yeah. against uh, uh, Everton. Uh, uh, no, against the other day. No, against oh, against AFC a- Richmond. AFC and, Richmond. Yeah, in the uh, the semifinal. Yeah. Uh, also, everyone, calm down about the most recent episode of Ted Lasso. It's fine. It was one of the extra episodes they had to. Do. They did ten episodes. Apple TV needed two more. So they did two episodes that had nothing to do with anything. One was very pleasant. It was the Christmas episode. We loved it. The other one was this beard one, which was extreme and crazy. And I liked that for what it was. But like, like if you're going to do an extreme and crazy episode, it might as well be an episode that's just following around Coach Beard. Yes, right? That, like yeah. that fits the mold. And, um, and they couldn't like, have it touch the rest of the shit they'd already done. So like right. they were kind of. They're a bit limited. Yeah, and like it wasn't my favorite episode, and I, I described it to you as like a, like a cocktail of drugs. Yeah, and that's essentially it. It felt like a fever dream, and whatever. Like it was still fine. Like I'm I'm kind of bummed that it, that we have to wait a week for like a legitimate right. last episode. People, I think we're just mad that they didn't get like, like nobody would have thought twice about that had it had it been like a bin show. Yeah. People are just pissed that they have to wait another week. Yeah. Um, so congratulations to Ted Lasso. They won everything. Brett Goldstein's speech was hilarious. He just got up there and said fuck a bunch of times. Um, Jason Sudeikis is really like compiling some interesting acceptance speeches these days. He obviously famously, I don't know what he won for when he was like high as balls. Was it Ted Lasso? I think it was Ted Lasso. Yeah. He was just like super high. Yeah. And that was the, um, that was the remote emmy show oh so like he was at home and i think that he was just like really conked out on edibles oh okay and um uh he this for the emmys this year he was like he seemed pretty nervous he was like kind of not there's anything wrong with it but he was like kind of stumbling over himself which i think that we're at this point now just used to jason sudeikis being ted lasso so i don't know it, it was funny to see him go up there and be like ah um um thank you and um uh god uh shit like it it was it, it was very charming but Brett Goldstein's speech was amazing. We started watching Hacks because Hacks cleaned up there as well and I was texting you I was like I don't know the I don't think had either of us heard of Hacks? I had seen it on the HBO Max uh menu and that was the extent of, the, of what I knew about it. I I love Gene Smart. Gene Smart. Yeah like crushes and just about everything legend so i i was intrigued but then like i read the description and i was like yeah whatever like it's a fucking show about comedians so how many times are we gonna do this like, yeah it's like god i remember my first the marvelous mrs the, Maisel. <laughs> the only thing worse than a show about comedians is a show about washed up comedians about bad comedians <laughs> right so yeah. no thank you but uh we started it 
just to like kind of see what it was about, especially right now after uh, the Emmys. And boy, does that show sink its teeth into you right away. It's awesome. It's it, really, really good. Yeah, I've only done two episodes. You've done more. Um, I forgot to tease the beginning of this episode. This conversation is going to have a fun fact. Ooh. I don't know if there's like a bell we have to sound or something, but there is going to be a fun fact revealed to you. And I know it's going to be revealed to you because if you knew this fun fact, you would have brought it up immediately when we've been texting about the show. Because we have been texting about the show. It's... I'm trying to think of like how to articulate it, but you you just want to watch like four episodes in a row. The characters are good. All the characters are good. Mm-hmm. Um, my the, favorite character, and I told you this today. Uh, my favorite character is um, the the agent, the agent that represents both of the main characters. He is just like a, a delightful mix of an asshole and just like completely helpless against his assistant. Which really, really sounds like the uh, the ingredients for Ari Gold, but like he is, I would say, like a harmless asshole. <laughs> okay, here comes the fun fact. Okay, the agent is played by a man named Paul W. Downs. He wrote and created this show along wow. with Aniello as uh, uh, Lucia. And yellow. I hope I pronounced that correctly. Both of these people are hot. They won an award for writing. They got up there, and I was—I texted you. I was like, "Have you seen Hacks? Their writers are the people who wrote it are looking great tonight." <laughs> and then I saw. I was like, "Oh, uh, this guy's in the show." I looked up who these people are. They are known for. They worked on Broad City, but. They also did another project together. They wrote and directed a little film called Rough Night. So if you don't believe in redemption arcs, if you don't fucking believe in redemption arcs, look at what these two people did. Because they made a really trash movie. Like... I was gonna say it brought us no joy to say how much that movie sucked, but we it were brought like, us a lot of joy. This movie get me <laughs> like, oh my goodness, and, and it brought us a lot of joy because like we somehow ended up pitting it against um, girls, girls trip. Oh, no, yeah, right. I mean, like two movies with the same premise were coming out about a month from each other. They both had. Uh, we saw the trailers for both. One had like a shitload of laughs. <laughs> the other did not. <laughs> we were like, uh, geez, which one of these is going to be good? It did, but I thinking back on it now, I think that we bo- we called them both bachelorette party movies, yeah. and Girls Trip was not a bachelorette yeah, party girls, movie. Yeah, Girls Trip, right? It correct. was just a Girls Trip. Yeah, I think I don't know which one we saw the trailer for first or whatever, but I do know that we just locked into Girls Trip, being like, "Well, this one's way better." <laughs> yeah. And obviously it was. It brought us <laughs> Tiffany Haddish, and that's just a hilarious movie. And Rough Night was a bad movie. Uh, this guy was in that movie. I don't remember him being in it, Me but he's great in hacks and he and i believe their partners um like in life uh they have made themselves a great show after making a rubbish movie you love to see it who is the other person like who who did they play in the show because you said both of them are in the show no uh he he's in the show and i believe so the other person is not yes is it a man or a woman uh so i gotta say a little bit of irony here Rough Night's Wikipedia page. I believe we refer to Rough Night as my big fat white bachelorette party movie. Yes. Because it looked like 
not to be the white person that like calls other shit white, but it just looked like a an overwhelmingly white movie. Wikipedia describes Rough Night as a 2017 American black comedy film. Well, I guess it's black comedy because they kill somebody. Yes. Oh, <laughs> yeah. he's the guy that they kill, right? Oh, really? Is he the stripper? Yes, I believe so. I believe he looks so good. That's true. So, could be him. Um, but, uh, let's see. Um, Lu- Lucia Aniello is... Uh, let's see. Yeah, partners with Paul W. Downs. They co-wrote Rough Night. She directed it. She is uh, an estimated 37 or 38 years old by Wikipedia. It's always weird on Wikipedia when, when they, they do that. They don't know the birthday. They just don't. Yeah. Like, if you don't know the birthday, just don't say it. <laughs> right. Just don't guess. It's like she's got to be what like she's <laughs> like late 30s. She's between 32 and 47. It's like uh, she's she's married to this person. They both went to the same college, so they probably met at college, right? He's 31. So she's got to be this. But yeah, check out Hacks. I don't would know if recommend. We'll circle back to it, but it's I, I uh so I t- I texted you and you laughed at my take. I don't know if you was just sort of like that's funny or like I disagree, but it, it's essentially Veep, but Oh with, no, I thought with, that was a great observation. With comedy people instead of politics. Right. A bunch of people like shitting on each other being mean to each other. Um a very funny I laughed out loud at this idea. What ends up making... It's it's about a girl who um, gets canceled. She's a comedy writer who gets canceled uh, because she has a tweet that uh, isn't well-received, and then people look up that, like, five years earlier, she had worse tweets. So now she's canceled, and she can't get a job, and she ends up getting... The only job offered to her is writing jokes for a washed-up comedian who's played by the great Gene Smart, and they end up... They hate each other at first. They're not each other's types of people at all. And they don't want to work with they each don't, other. Right. They don't want this to happen. And she... They end up bonding over... Gene Smart's character learns of what happened to her and that she got canceled and everything. And she asks what the tweet was that got her canceled. And she says it. And she's like, oh, well, that, that's just not funny. Like, you should get canceled for being lame. That tweet sucks. And what they end up eventually bonding over is, like, workshopping how this offensive tweet would have been funnier. <laughs> Which I think that's awesome. Yeah. And that's, like, very, very plausible. That, like, yes. That I'm sure that happens a lot. Right. So it's a funny show. It's – I'm into it. I really like the – I don't know who the uh, – the actor is who plays the main character, but she's she's quite good. She's all yeah. the characters are good. The jokes are smart. Uh, it it's thirty minutes. Hannah Einbinder, super easy to get through. Yeah, and I mean, they, man, they were they were they were cleaning up on the awards the other night. And I mean, you, you just keep. I, I found it weird that like Ted Lasso was gonna win everything because I love Ted Lasso, but I also. Like, I don't think it's like the greatest thing in the world. And it's not the only show on TV. Like. Right. So I kind of wanted to see the ball spread around a little bit. And... It's not a popularity contest. Right. So seeing seeing Hacks getting up there got my attention. I just loved that mainly everybody who accepted an award, with the exception of the Lasso people, had to shout out how awesome Gene Smart was. Because Mayor of Easttown, Hacks, everyone was going up there being it's like... True. Yo, I won this because Gene Smart's awesome. And I only knew Gene Smart. Like, I didn't watch Designing Women. I only know Gene Smart, or initially knew Gene Smart from playing Martha Logan on 24. Okay. She's the the first lady 
and she suffers from mental illness. Okay. It's an interesting character. Yeah. She finds out that her husband kills David Palmer. It's a whole thing. I uh, I knew Jean Smart from uh, season two of Fargo, where oh. she plays like she's the uh, the matriarch of the crime family, and she was fantastic in that. Awesome. So check us out Friday. We're gonna be. I really don't know what we're gonna do with Malignant. I know it's not a good sales pitch for the Patreon on Friday, but it's gonna be good. And next week, oh my gosh, just just please be prepared. <laughs>